This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our series called Strategies for Stressful Times. In these lessons, Rick shares biblical wisdom for navigating difficult and stressful times so that you can experience God's peace and thrive in any situation. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part two of a message called How to Trust God When You Don't Like the Changes in Your Life. Now, here's the fourth thing you need to remember. Write this down. God can use even human error and sin. God can use even human error and sin. I'm talking about when you are the innocent victim of somebody else's bad decision. My family isn't what it used to be because my husband broke it up and left me, or my wife left me, whatever. God can use even human error and the sins of other people, not even just my own, for the good in my, he can bring good in my life. In his plan to grow your character and make you like Jesus. Do you remember the story of Joseph? Remember the story of Joseph? How his brothers were jealous because he was the favorite son. And so his brothers sold Joseph into slavery and he's taken to Egypt. And for the first 40 years of his life, everything goes wrong. He's falsely accused of rape. He's sold into slavery. He's thrown in jail for a crime he didn't commit. And sitting in a foreign jail, 40 years later, he's gone, nothing has gone right in my life so far. First 40 years, his whole life's downhill. But God had put Joseph exactly where he wanted him to be. And a series of God's circumstances, Joseph is raised up to become the second most powerful leader in the most powerful nation in the world at that time, which is Egypt in the age of the pyramids. And when Joseph later, and he actually saves two countries from famine. He saves Egypt and he saves Israel from famine because of his wisdom. But it didn't look like things were going good in his life for a long, long time. One day though, he finally has his brothers come to meet him and he confronts his brothers, the guys who had sold him into slavery and the first 40 years of nothing going right in his life. And what was Joseph's attitude? He treats them with grace, not bitterness. Why? Well, Genesis 50 tells us his perspective, that God can use even human error and sin for good. And Joseph says in Genesis 50, 20, you, talking to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God, and that's the most important thing, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. Two entire nations were saved. So out of the sin of his brothers, two nations got saved from famine and destruction. 
You intended to harm me, but God intended for good. Friends, I'll be honest with you. There are people in your life who intend bad. You will face people in your life, people who resent you at work, they're in competition with you, they're critical of you, they don't like you, or whatever. They intend to hurt you, they intend it for bad, but God intends it for good. And so God can even use human error and sin in all the circumstances of life. You know, here at Saddleback, we all know the story of how God brought good even out of Danny Duchesne's life in prison. How he went to prison for a double murder and was spending all his years in prison. Was in there nearly 30 years. But he came to know the Lord and he lived for God and today Danny is a pastor of Saddleback and ministers to prisoners all over America. That's grace, that's grace. And that's the kind of church we are. It doesn't matter what your background is. I don't care what you've done, how badly you've done it, or who you did it with, or how long you did it. What matters is the direction of your feet today. That's all that matters, all right? Now here's the fifth truth that you need to remember when we're going through changes we don't like. It's unavoidable, but God uses it for good, and he wants to make me like Christ, and even he can use the bad things that other people do in my life that spread the problems to me that I didn't ask for. Number five, every change is always a test of my faith. Write that down. Every change in your life is always a test of your faith. First Peter chapter one, verse seven says this. The purpose of these troubles, you know the ones you're in right now, the ones we've been facing for 18 months, the purpose of these troubles is to test your faith. Circle that. As fire tests how genuine gold is. Your faith is more precious than gold. And by passing the test, it gives praise and glory and honor to God. Now I've told you before, that having faith during a time of change, major change, like we're going through these days, this, these ugly days that we're going through, when it's rapid and it's relentless, having faith during a time of change is like a trapeze act and a trapeze artist. You've all seen it and the circus and stuff. Trapeze artist swings out on one bar, the other one comes from the other direction, and at one point they let go of this bar and then grab onto that one and swing across to the other side. At some point in that trapeze artist, you have to let go of this one in order to jump over and grab the other one. At that point, you're hanging suspended in space with nothing holding you up. That is the moment of faith in your life. But when you grab onto that, it'll take you to the other side. If you don't take that risk, if you don't step out in faith, you'll get out there and you go, I'm afraid to do that. Then you swing back here and you swing back here, swing back here, swing back here. And pretty soon you're dead center and there's only one way out, straight down. You gotta let it go. You gotta stop wishing for the good old days. They're not coming back. Besides that, the good old days weren't as good as you think they were. There were problems then too and pressures and, and struggles then too. Now, before we look at what God says to do, and we're gonna look at that now uh, in a time of change, I want you to consider 
how these five truths apply to your life, okay? So let's look at them again. Number one, change is unavoidable. Are you gonna just stop complaining and griping and going, I wish it were like 18 months ago or whenever your golden days were. They're not coming back. It's unavoidable and you're just gonna make yourself miserable looking in the past. It's like looking in the past, like trying to drive, looking in the rear view mirror, you're gonna crash. But you need to remember, you say, God, I believe you're gonna use all of this, even the stuff I don't like, the changes I don't like, you're gonna use it for good in my life, okay. And I know that you wanna work on my character. You're more interested in my character than my comfort. So make me like Christ. Help me be more patient. Help me be more loving. Help me be more at peace. Help me be more faithful. Help me to have more self-control. All those nine qualities. And then the people who've hurt you or how society has hurt you over the past, you just gotta go, okay, they intended it for bad but God can use it for good in my life. And then to realize that everything in my life that happens, every change is a test of faith. Now, let me give you five things you ought to do. These are action steps. How can I trust God when I'm stressed by all the changes in my life? All right, number one, these are very practical. Invest more time alone with God. If you don't get anything else I do, I want you to say, I want you to get this this weekend. Invest more time alone with God. Listen, the greater the changes that happen in your life, the more you need to invest time alone, time alone with God. We're talking about your quiet time where you read a little bit of the Bible and you talk to God in prayer and you just be quiet and you say, God, is there anything you want to say to me? Time alone with God is the great stabilizer in your life when you're stressed out. It's also the greatest re-energizer when you're worn out. It's the greatest re-energizer of energy. Now, have you guys noticed that you don't have as much energy as you did 18 months ago? You don't, because chronic stress is draining it out of you every single day. All of the changes that we've seen in our personal lives, in our church, in our families, in the world, in our jobs, all those changes sap your strength. They're like pulling it out of you constantly. So the fatigue that you're feeling, okay, um, it's natural. Welcome to the club, welcome to the human race. You get up in the morning and you had a good night's sleep and a couple hours into the day, you're going, man, I'm exhausted. Welcome to the club. That's called chronic stress. And it's very normal under prolonged uh, change like we've been through. And so you're just trying to get by. Uh, now, when I'm talking about this lack of energy that you've got, that everything's, everything's harder for you to do than it was two years ago, that you're just trying to get by. This has nothing or little to do with your age because both young people and older people are feeling this right now. What's the antidote? Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 to 31. It says this, New Living Translation. Don't you know that the Lord is the everlasting God and he created everything on this earth? Now that took a lot of energy to create everything on this earth and on the planets and in the international 
space station and everywhere, everything. Anyway, it says, and he never grows tired or weary. God never gets tired. He said, what about what it says after the six days of creation, he rested. He's just doing that to model it for human beings. He wanted to create the Sabbath. God does not get tired. He doesn't get worn out. So it says, he never grows tired or weary, which means the more time you spend with him, the more it's gonna energize you. He never grows tired or weary. Instead, he gives strength to those who are weary. That's you. And worn out. That's you. And he gives power to the weak. That's you. Even young people become exhausted and want to give up. Millennials, Gen Z, they're tired too. Even young people become exhausted and want to give up. But those who trust and wait on the Lord will find new strength flying high like eagles, and they'll run and not grow weary, and they'll keep going and not faint. So here's the point. When you are stressed by constant, continual, major changes, like you're going through right now, don't seek a quick fix. It's not in what you drink or the drug you take or what you smoke. It's not a quick fix. Don't look for an escape. Don't look for a shortcut. Don't fight changes that you can't possibly control. Instead, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord on a daily basis. God, I'm plugging in. My battery is empty. I need recharging. Your quiet time is more important to you right now than it ever has been in your entire life. Get back to it. Make sure that if anything happens every day, you spend time alone with God. Whether anything else gets done in your life, you make sure that happens. That's the first key to trusting God when you're stressed by change. Invest more time alone with God. Number two, ask God, this is what you do in that time, ask God to help me see his perspective. In that time alone with God, as you're reading and praying, reading the Bible and praying, say, God, help me to see everything going on around me from your perspective. Not the way I see it, not the way the world sees it, but from your perspective. You see, if you can begin to see all the changes that are going on in the world and in your life and in our church and in community and in society, if you can see them all from God's point of view, you're going to be a whole lot, you're going to feel a whole lot better. And you're going to be a whole lot less stressed. What I'm talking about here, listen very closely, this is extremely important. What I'm talking here is the difference between seeing everything that's going on in the world, that's one thing, and seeing how God is working through everything that's going on in the world. That's a whole different story. This is the difference between having knowledge of everything that's going on in the world and having perspective of, oh, this is what God is doing. It is the difference between information and wisdom. Today, friends, we're overwhelmed with information. There's an information glut. We're on information overload. There are unlimited channels, millions of channels for you to find out what's going on in the world. You don't need any more information in your life. You could turn off a few of those information channels and you'd actually be healthier. What's missing in your life is not information about the world. What's missing in your life is understanding. Anybody can be informed but only wise people seek God's perspective. 
on current events and go, God, help me to see this from your point, not from my political viewpoint, not from somebody else's political viewpoint, not from that cultural viewpoint, not from that racial viewpoint, not from that religious viewpoint, but from your viewpoint, God. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Let's be honest about this time of year. At the end of every year, there are so many ministries that ask for you to support them in the end of year giving. And you know what? We believe in every ministry that proclaims the name of Jesus, and we thank God for them, and I know it can be difficult to decide who to give to. So let me just give you some biblical foundations for giving, some simple guidelines for end-of-year giving. You might think of these three or four things. Number one, give to the ministry that God tells you to support. Go to God. Pray to him. Ask him, say, God, who do you want me to support? And you know what? I support you giving to whoever God tells you to give to. And if it's not daily hope, I still support you to give to who God tells you to give to. So pray and ask God. Second, never give when you feel pressured. The Bible says in Corinthians that we are to never give under pressure or compulsion or under guilt. So if you ever feel guilty about giving, don't give because God tells you in the word not to give at that time. Give because you want to give, not out of guilt or pressure. Number three, give to where you support and believe in the goals of that particular ministry. Now, every ministry has different goals. You know the goals of Daily Hope. Our goal is ultimately to take the good news, the gospel, to the 3,000 tribes left in the world that have no Bible, no believer, and no body of Christ, no church. This is the final frontier. That's our goal. It's called the Great Commission. Now, other churches and other ministries have other goals, and that's fine. Some only have the goal of just preaching in America. That's nothing wrong with that. But if you believe in and have a heart for going to the last, the least, and the lost. This would be a ministry you should consider supporting because I don't know others that are doing what we're doing, trying to go to these final 3,000 tribes. And then finally, give where your gift will be multiplied. For instance, at the end of every year, there is a donor to Daily Hope who offers to give a matching grant to apply to any donation that we receive before the end of the year. Now, what this means is that for every dollar you're able to give this month to Daily Hope, it's going to be doubled. That donor will match it. That multiplies your gift, like the little boy who brought his loaves and fishes to Jesus, and Jesus fed the 5,000. If you give $25 to uh, Daily Hope this month, the matching grant will match it at $25. If you're able to give $100, the matching grant will add another $100. That multiplies your gift. I would consider that as a factor in where to give during this month. Now, let me just say this. If you can't help us financially, that's okay. I understand, but I would ask that you pray for us. I'm so grateful for those of you who are a financial supporter of this ministry, that monthly giving month after month. It means so much to me. It it, it means much to God, but it means so much to for eternity to those who are hearing the good news for the very first time. 
you know I don't take any salary or any income from this ministry. I serve it for free. And so you and I are partners together in reaching people for Christ all around the world. In closing, let me just ask you to continue to pray. Pray for me as I pray for you. And pray that God's word will be taught clearly with compassion, with clarity, uh, with simplicity in this new year. And that it will not only help you as you listen to these broadcasts, but it will help us reach people for Christ and disciple believers and build churches all around the world, especially in the tribes that have never heard the name of Christ. Thanks for your generosity. Thanks for your prayers. And God bless you. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the special edition of The Purpose Driven Life with a beautiful leather cover. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.